spread a console, the golden disc. Maximals came after them, and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about. Welcome to the War and Beast podcast, the podcast whose fearless leader is currently in for a Paris and we have to wait for his upgrade. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. And I'm going to um, add Mark 1 on the death tally for Greg. <laughs> this is the second death. Yeah. Okay. I guess I, I mean, yeah, it's the second time he's been, well, it's the second. I remember, when he, remember when he died and like I was a leader and then, oh, yeah. was, and then Jordan <laughs> went behind my back and like revived him. I forgot about, you're right, That that actually happened, didn't it? I I totally forgot. You know, um, I think probably that was probably the the death the dead tally. I you know I had different different standards for what constitutes a death at that point. I, I suspect. Yeah, just at the last one, we didn't count it. And I'm Kendall. <laughs> and um, we're doing a bonus episode today because, like we said, our, our fearless leader is a little under the weather, and we uh, we we didn't want to record the finale without him. So we decided that we are just going to put together an uh, assortment of conversations we had off the record and put them on the record, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, it could be. You'll, this is where you'll find out the real Kendall and Jordan and Emily and Greg. <laughs> I, I, yeah, hopefully there's nothing too, too bad on there. I don't, we have, at the time of this recording, we have no idea what it is because George, Greg hasn't made it yet. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. Greg... <laughs> Every podcast should have a Greg, a person that does all of the work, while the rest of the people <laughs> just sort of uh, it's, it's true. take all. We're the lost without him. So Everybody just like ought in, to have a Greg. So just like every episode, uh, we're going to start with uh, Kendall reads from IMDb. Now, since we're not doing an episode, I decided to read to pull up the trivia for the show Beast Wars, um, and uh, there are sixty-nine points of trivia, which I. I might skip one or two of them. Yeah, just a few. <laughs> so, uh, but but Wait, actually, how many? Actually, like a lot of these are really are really interesting points and just you know kind of quick. Uh, so it, it was it was the sexiest number, Jordan. That's how many. Okay, there I, I was surprised because no one get, went nice. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm well. Well, Warren Beast were more mature than that. Yeah. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> we, we we don't we don't allow women in our um, in our show except for the wait that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, because like there's no women in it, but then there are. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I man, I I don't know, I don't know. That that didn't work. Okay, so Megatron says yes. 
166 times and no 54 times in the course of the Holy show. Holy shit. <laughs> that's a wow. lot of time. In, in, 50, in 52 episodes, right? That's that's how many. So that's, I think I, yeah. that's three I, yeses per episode. I think I watched a video that was every yes in, because you can find it on YouTube, it's every yes Megatron says in Beast Wars, and it was like a three-minute video. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, first Transformers show to win an Emmy Award. Uh, huh. Doo-doo, this is a big one. Uh, so, due to his popularity within the fan base, Dinobot has been given a place in the Transformers Hall of Fame as the fifth most iconic Transformer character of all time. Only Beast Former in the Hall's initial year, with the other four icons, Optimus, Prime, Megatron, Bumblebee, and Starscream. Uh, huh. All, all of whom were from G1. Sorry, which character was that? I missed that part. That's Dinobot. Dinobot. Okay, that's um, cool. I thought you said Dinobot, but I wasn't sure. It says, uh, it surprised and also angered many people, uh, probably the person that wrote this blurb in, in IMDb, uh, that Dinobot <laughs> managed to beat out other longtime fan favorites, such as Soundwave, Grimlock, Shockwave, and even Devastator, since he was considered to be a relatively little-known character, especially outside the fan base. But his well-written, deep personality and engaging development as a character secured him as a well-deserved spot in the hall. The following year, the Fans' Choice Award went to Waspinator, also hailing from the show. 2013 uh, saw the induction of Beast Megatron into the hall. So they do a they do a huh. Transformers Hall of Fame induction every year. There are enough Transformers to do that. There are oh, a yes. lot of Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, just going from G one alone, you could you could pretty much do one a year for quite some time. Well, yeah, but this is like five a year. Eh, I can still see it being done, I especially if, if 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 like they just started adding like Beast Wars and other series to it. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's every year though. It's something like a little if it's five, but uh, maybe who knows? I mean, it might be it might be that they only that. I mean, I don't know anything about it. You're the one with the TF Wiki, Jordan. <laughs> I was going to say, it was like, is it from BotCon or it just that says they do this? The, the Transformers Hall of Fame. Well, hold on. I I assume it's in some small Midwestern town. Um, <laughs> it's, um, being, it's being overseen by Spike. I'm imagining like the Hall of Justice from Justice League with like statues of every one of these characters, and I wish it was an actual thing. I would go there and pay my respects. <laughs> I I'm 100% imagining, like, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame-style ceremony, and then, like, at the end, you've got, like, 40 Transformers playing one of Optimus's songs. Okay, so on uh, the TF Wiki, there's a picture of the Transformers, like, Hall of Fame thing, and underneath it says, finally, a way to honor Soundwave some more, even if it took the, the second try. <laughs> uh, but apparently, uh, in 2010, Hasbro just began honoring uh, important, you know, characters and creators from the franchise. And so they have, like, a fan vote. Um, let's see. And then uh, fan voting was, like, basically opened to, was basically started in 2013. At first it was just people could write in and then they would, like, kind of discuss and pick one. Uh, and, yeah, uh, the the nominees, the candidates, are mentioned during BotCon. So, like, they give a nice, like, little Hasbro, I guess, does a special little ceremony at BotCon, like, at a panel where they announce who's the candidates for this year, and then people get to fan vote. And, it, yeah, it varies from, like, one person, like, one person character or thing to about three or five. So the fans decide who goes in the Hall of Fame? Since two thir- 2013, fans could vote for who gets to go into the Hall of Fame that year. So what year did Dinobot go in? Because if that guy's complaining about Dinobot, like, getting in, like... Dinobot was in the first class. Yes. 
So, yeah, they, okay. literally the first time they started this, they they picked five people to nominate, and they nominated Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, Megatron, Starscream, and Dinobot. Like yeah, that I was mean, the was first in a, time he was in, in with a group of G one Transformers that I have heard of. Yeah, like I mean that's it's a pretty you know, big deal for there, Dinobot. Yeah. 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 And especially, well, I mean, it's especially interesting because, I mean, I mean, Dinobot's a good character, don't get me wrong, but, like, there's definitely an argument that could be made that, like, Cheetor or Optimus Primal or something like that would be a more a, a more prominent or more iconic character from that. Oh, oh uh, in 2014, Stan Bush was, uh, was, uh, nominate, was, uh, uh, got into the Hall of Fame. Like, yes. Uh, but I was, I was actually I was already going to mention Stan Bush because Kendall mentioned them playing music at the rock and roll like a, a rock and roll thing, and I'm like, nah, nah, it'd be a Stan Bush song. They play music there. Uh, but apparently, like besides uh, the Transformers that was uh, not uh, added to the Hall of Fame in 2010, they also did a couple of you know like real life people as well. And it was uh, for 2010, it was Bud, what was it, Bob Budinsky, Peter Collin, uh, Yoke Hideaka Hideaki. I cannot spell that right. And Kojin uh, Ono, which I think are, I think the last two are from uh, Tanaka or Takara's. Yeah, mm, okay. Yoke Yoke is uh, was a lead designer, and uh, let's see, and um, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find what it says about Ko- Kojin. Uh, he also was like he was like one of the head. Uh, like head employees that that basically came that helped come up with the idea the designs that were the first card to robot transforming toy. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so any more stuff there, okay. Kendall? So, uh, so that was so that was three. We got sixty six more. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, just pick some choice ones. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is, like, well, they're they're like going. They're listed from like most popular to least popular in the in the IMDb, so, like, I'll, I'll be able to start skipping them here in a minute. Uh, so Scott McNeil considers Beast Wars his best and favorite show, and his roles mm-hmm. in it, Rat Trap, Dinobot, Waspinator, and Silverbolt are the ones he's most proud of. Um, so, according to story editor Bob Forward, Dinobot is the descendant of Grimlock, one of the original Dinobots from The Transformers 1984. Wow. Huh. Grimlock must have uh, started diversifying his gene pool, because he was not a smart guy. <laughs> And kind of hot. Well, you know, I, you know what I've seen. I've seen so many variations of him. Yeah, but I'm talking, we're talking about G1 recognize. Grimlock. Yeah, G1, and he was very cape fan. Yeah, but again, it's a descendant. So I mean, I mean, Gene Pool doesn't even make sense because like they're protoforms. I don't even know how that works. How you're a descendant <laughs> of someone in the Transformers universe? Well, huh. um, I still have TF Wiki explain that, Jordan. <laughs> Uh, there is a TF wiki about children of auto of Transformers. <laughs> okay. It is. It is. Look, there's 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 this weird thing about uh, children, clones of the same spark, and twin sparks. So there's some weird things that you, th- you wouldn't think wouldn't happen to like a tech, like technologically based life form. Okay. <laughs> well, this, the twin spark thing sounds interesting to me because it's like as it was sparks. That's kind of cool. Um, Speaking yeah, of Sparks, this cartoon introduced the concept of Spark, which we've sort of talked about. Yes. Um, uh, Maximals and Predacons live on Cybertron 300 years after the end of the original Transformers. Um, okay, this is a wonky one. Optimus, Primal, and Megatron were originally to have the ability to transform into four forms. 
two beast, a bat slash gorilla for Optimus, crocodile slash Megatron, which explains that makes, the, that makes the so those toys, toys. Yeah. yeah, and two robots, uh, robot slash monster truck for Optimus, <laughs> robot slash battle base for Megatron. Uh, due hmm. to the limitations of computer technology at the time, this idea was scrapped. That's super. That's crazy to me. Yeah, like they could physically have made the toy, but <laughs> they, they couldn't. But they couldn't, they couldn't animate it. That's that's insane. Um, originally, Hasbro intended Primal to be a bat, and Megatron was to be a crocodile alligator rather than a gorilla and a T Rex. This explains why Primal is the only Maximal who can fly in his robot form and not his beast form. The jetpack was a remainder from the previous form. The two were made a gorilla and dinosaur in homage to the monster film King Kong vs. Godzilla. Uh, This would explain the scale issue of a gorilla versus a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Optimus' beast form is is that of a giant, or at least a huger-than-average gorilla, making him an equal match to Megatron. So. Um, that's I would I would have thought it just said King Kong because in King Kong he fights a T Rex. So I mean that would have worked as a reference too. But it, but um, King Kong versus Godzilla is more like two equal monsters fighting. So I get that too. Uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, slow show introduced the word slag as a curse. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, let's see when the series was we talked about that bit that last week about how that's an actual <laughs> curse in the UK. Okay, we've talk- yeah. there's a there's a bunch of stuff about changes for the Japanese version, which we sort of had talked about. Um, uh, Well, this version of the show was reviled by many Transformers fans. I haven't even read this, but I'm just going to read it, uh, just because it sounds like something an internet person would write. Well, this version of the show was reviled by many Transformers fans and was seen as a disgrace, especially considering Transformers had originated in Japan. It made a hit with young children and created sequels. Beast Wars 2, Super Lifeform Transformers, Super Lifeform Transformers Beast Wars Neo, and Transformers Beast Wars Metals. Years later, the English version was released in Japan with subtitles, affording viewers a proper viewing of the show. So, what's that saying? Okay, so... I think that they released they released the English version of the show in Japan with Japanese subtitles. Right. It's kind of interesting because it's again that mirrors like us here getting anime and like making it really kitty and then like re- like Sailor Moon like they, they they had this like really kitty version of it and then they released the subs and now they've even released a new dub of it. That's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah. Or they're releasing the new dub. That's a sticking point with my wife because they're only halfway through uh, season three. And she I will, won't, my and she won't read the subtitles. She won't read the subtitles, so she's like super mad because we're caught up. Aww. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. I've got her hooked on an anime, so I'm happy. Um, so I would want to look into these other the Japanese Beast Wars shows, like the Beast yeah. Wars Super Lifeform Transformers, Super Lifeform Transformers, Beast Wars Neo, and Transformers Beast Wars Metals. Like, I, I don't know what, you know. It's all potential uh, bonus episodes yeah, right there. Yeah. <laughs> or potential after we finish the series uh, uh, rewatches. Um, that's too. That has words I don't recognize. Uh. Tarantulas's beast form is an African wolf spider, not a tra- not a tarantula. Uh, huh. Originally, Beast Wars was going to be a separate continuity, not the sequel, which would have made it better. Um, I I added that last part. <laughs> why Why didn't you make it better? Because I, I like the fact that it's connected to G One. I love I I love that. Well, I mean, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> why though? 
I just I think it's um the f- I think it's I think it's nice that it's connected to G1, but I also like that a lot of it you can still get if you've never seen J1. Like you there's there's been I mean other than like maybe one or two spots, Kendall, you've been able to like you know, enjoy or find things about this that you like that has nothing to do with G one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that's I've what enjoyed, I like. About I've this enjoyed series. it, and I like the. Um, I like that. I even like that the. Con- I mean, the the concepts of it, uh, sort of, sort of, uh, uh, like it's consistent concepts over over the course of things. But I think that. To me, Beast Wars makes a little more sense, and if it's a standalone, and also I just didn't like, like I was like legitimately the Starscream episode. I like didn't, I just didn't get, and I just couldn't like. They made a bunch of references that I didn't get, and not in a way that, not in a way that it was like that's a thing that that's a thing that is a vague. Like when when Optimus said, "Remember the Great War," like. I have a, I, I get a sense when something's called the Great War. I have a feeling of what it is, but when it's like, oh, you were, you were actually, Galvatron was actually killed Ursatron, not Ursatron killed Galvatron. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, that's like one episode out of a series. I, I know, I know. It's just, uh, I mean, I mean, and it obviously didn't ruin the series for me. I didn't, you know, throw the series in the garbage. But I, I mean, like, I, I, I think that that is a that it. I I like I like it better as its own continuity. Um and and you could have like I would have liked it to you know it would be cool if it expanded it. Also I just you know trucks turning into robots don't interest me and this that and that means that and if this is in continuity with that then that means that I have to acknowledge that thing's existence. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that, yeah. I just a- I just said that I just said that the I just did the the prequels ruin the original trilogy thing. I it's more like it's more like if I, actually it's more like if I was a big fan of the prequels and I was like, what? There's these crappy movies from the '70s with bad special effects and bad haircuts and the not good lightsaber duels, and they only go to I two like planets. Anyway, um, yeah. So is, is that is that it for trivia? Or do we should we should we move oh. on to the? <laughs> no, I think there's more. There's oh, there's a ton more. There's a let me let me just hit a couple a couple. Well, I know if there's a ton more. I just don't know like if there's any like if we want to like pad it out too much. <laughs> hey, hey, well, you know, this is it's the whole ep- two hours, one hour of trivia, one hour of questions, right? Uh, much of the what voice the cast, stuff? much of the voice pa- cast worked on Dragon Ball Z. So we've we've uh, we've established that um, Ian James Corlett. Uh, who was Cheetor also voiced uh, Goku, um, but David Kane or David K, who voiced Me- Megatron, was Raccoon. Scott McNeil, who voiced uh, most of the cast, was Piccolo, Vegeta, and Juice. I don't know who that is. Uh, Doug, uh, Doug Parker, voice of Pterosaur, was Bubbles and Gregory. Uh, Don Brown, uh, voice of Scorponok, was King Kai, Shenron, Master Roshi, and then I think he went on to write the Da Vinci Code, right? Um, <laughs> that was pretty bad. I'm sorry. Uh, Alec Williams, uh, Tarantulas, was Oolong. Uh, Richard Newman, uh, who was Rhinox, was Captain Ginyu. Pauline Newston, who was Air Razor, was Frieza. And that's all. Um, uh, Air Razor's Frieza. Huh? William Shakespeare sometimes. Um, okay, yeah, here's here's where here's where it starts to get le- more obscure and I don't feel like talking about. 
Uh, Cheetor is the only maximal Megatron never refers to by name. Uh, Tarantulas has nine eyes. Tigatron uh, spent a lot of time with his tiger friend Snowstalker, who may have been the tiger he scanned and acquired his beast mode from. This would make male maximals alternate mode of female tiger. I think we've talked about that. Uh, we, we actually had a conversation with uh, one of the listeners and uh, my Twitter friend, Profound Pants, about that. We were talking about how uh, that makes Tigatron like, technically trans. It makes kind of interesting. <laughs> Technically, yeah. Uh, or at least gender fluid. According well, that, to that's writers, trans. they made sure to end each season with the entire cast being seemingly killed off and then let Hasbro Toy Company decide on which characters would return for the following season. <laughs> that's, uh. that's funny. Uh, spoilers, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, yeah, that's enough. Cut telling off here. So, yeah, yeah, okay, so <laughs> now, um... Oh, wait, 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 no, this is a good one. One last good one. Inferno was... Uh, this is the last one, though, because it's actually good. Inferno was originally intended to be Megatron's second form instead of a second character. Megatron's original dinosaur body would have somehow gotten destroyed, and he would have been re- reborn in a new body that transformed into an ant. Well, this concept huh. was scrapped. It did get referenced in a gag wherein Megatron and Inferno collide while flying and end up switching their heads. Huh. I cannot wait for that episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we get Jules in on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, uh, with that, listeners, we're going to go to the, the bulk of the bonus app, which is like our random conversations, and then we'll be back for questions. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Don't you want to hear some of the TF Wiki ones? Oh, okay, sure. Because I did want to mention... awesome outro. I just Sorry. did. It's fine. It's cool. <laughs> I was joking. Just remember it. Um, so apparently... Uh, according to Bob in a 1997 interview with Bob Forward, the first season of Beast Wars cost $18 million. Holy shit. Yeah. That's 90s money, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned this off air, but there was uh, three known unproduced Beast War episodes, A Greater Ape, Bitch Wars, and Dark Glass. And I'm pretty sure that middle one was just something that they just were throwing around before they actually... Yeah, the... You you explained the summary of the episode, which actually sounded yeah. good, but that that title that title. Wow. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, basically, what that episode was going to be was that Air Razor and Black Arachnia were basically going to have like a girls' night out, like get sick of their re- respective factions and just go out and then kind of meet up with each other and then have to be forced to fight something together. Which would have been pretty cool. But the name yes. is a little... I don't know and... if the listeners caught that because it was... Because <laughs> like, you laughed during it, but it was Sorry. Bitch Wars. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kendall. I've been wanting to do that since uh, <laughs> since the pilot episode. Um, <laughs> That's a long time. Because I have my drum set set up right next to my recording stuff. Um, and for a while, my drum set was not here, but just in the last couple of weeks, I put it back here, and I was like, this would be an appropriate time to bust out the rim, the rim shot. Yeah, good. I, I hope that came through in the recording okay. I hope so, too. I, I'm sure it um, came through well enough. I don't have the mic, the drum specifically mic'd, but uh, I'm, I'm sure it I, it was loud. Yeah. Um. So, now with that... Are we good? Yeah. Okay, with that, <laughs> listeners, we'll move on. Come back for questions.
to mute. I might be muted for like a minute or so at some point during the recording. All right. Uh, hey. Hey, everybody. I'm usually muted for more than a minute during the recording. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus side, it looks as though my recording is actually working this time, which I'm happy about. After what happened last time, but. That was a bit of what? a scare. Yeah. I was like, oh Mine. my god, what the hell? Where's my file? Hmm. Mine's saying, please update. New version of MP3 Skype recorder is available. Uh, probably. Hmm. I would hope it's not another new version since I updated last week. I might have just have not noticed that it's been asking me the update for the last couple of days. <laughs> hey, mine says please update too. I'll do that. Ah, I've already started recording. It can wait till afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> This past Saturday, I think it took me, if it weren't for being interrupted for my wife and my kid being sick, I would have probably had a, had the episode up by noon, my time. So it would have been like 11 a.m. Eastern. So and I had started on it around 8 a.m. Eastern, 8.30. Because what I do is I listen to it at like one and a half speed. So everybody sounds like chipmunks. Right, right. <laughs> Hey, who's there? I'm I'm there. Hey, Kendall. What up? Oh, not not much. I uh, I got I got a uh, I was channeling my inner Captain Picard and uh, drinking some tea, Earl Grey, hot. Nice. I got some chai myself. <sighs> a fan of that chai. Like I, yeah, it's getting cooler here already. It kind of almost feels like fall where I'm at. Yeah, and I, like I said earlier, my town's all hills, and we have a we have like a an orange bridge, so I feel like we're like the mini Canadian San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's this, there's this like big. We call it the Big Orange Bridge, Bob. It's not that big. It's not gold, It's not Golden Gate Bridge, but yeah, we, it's orange and like decently sized for our town, and then it's all on hills. So I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much San Francisco. So, is anyone else kind of disturbed how the one Morlock's power is to look like an anime child? <laughs> <laughs> well, with flipper hands. <laughs> what, I mean, at least with web the... fingers, anyway. So, but this will give us a bit of a buffer and we can sort of treat this one like we are like, oh, hey, we're recording it before Christmas, but this will be here so that folks can listen to it over the holidays. And then the one that we record tomorrow, we can sort of treat it like, oh, people are going to be listening to this next week. So, mm-hmm. OK, yeah. I'll I'll make sure that I'll make sure that I say uh, every, I'll pretend like tomorrow when we record tomorrow, it's a week later. <laughs> Well, you don't have to do that. Just we'll we'll make sure that folks know that. Oh yeah, we're we're recording this a bit early. Be like, man, can you believe what happened on December twenty third? <laughs> man, that was crazy. <laughs> uh, 
Who would have known yeah. that Jesus would have come back from the grave? And he was shorter than everyone expected. <laughs> <laughs> Because the night before, I watched the eight episodes before. So, you know, it I, feels I, like I, there was very pro- probably very little continuity besides the storm, <laughs> storm being the leader of the Morlocks, which probably happened like a which, season or two. Which ago. wasn't, yeah, was not in those episodes. Okay, uh, <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to War and Beast, the podcast <laughs> where we talk about Beast Wars and sometimes uh, we talk about X Men. Instead, Damn, because you, stole, uh, you took my cold open, I was going to use apocalypse. <laughs> apocalypse, yeah, you do it, you do it, you do it. It's okay. I was just trying to get the stars started. You go for it, Greg. <laughs> okay, do you want me to? <laughs> okay, yeah, no, yeah. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Cold open with us mid conversation, and then have that happen. It's going to be pretty funny. So I was going to say maybe for an opening we could say something like like a grinning missile we're still still going. <laughs> we could also say like well um Greg's trapped on a floating island in the clouds so we have to handle this podcast on our own. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Um apparently R- Rat Trap says, "Oh, that damn it, I'm on the just the regular Beast Wars Transformers quotes page, not the one for this episode. <laughs> so I was, li- I was like, I don't remember Rat Trap saying we're all going to die. Not this episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's like barely in this episode. <laughs> he does get a good shot. Good shot at uh, Cheetor, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says Andy missed. <laughs> yeah. Cheetor's like, yeah, that too. <laughs> and I love how, how Optimus says Prime there. Like He's like, oh, this is what I have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't Toby sound Acrobat good. always is always trying to update. Why are you always trying to update? Yeah, there's program. Some programs just want to update too much. There was that. I'm pretty sure there was a rumor. Hmm? Sorry, I was asking if you guys could hear me because it seemed like you couldn't yeah. hear. Oh, we can we can hear. I you. think yeah, I but. think you're we you've been good the whole time. We probably weren't okay. paying attention to you. That's all. Sorry, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting ex- episode. No, no, Greg and I watched the episode at. <laughs> 4.30 this morning, so it's super fresh in my mind. I have your question <laughs> in our list. I, any question that was asked, I put, I put in. We can put, like, past you wants to know why. <laughs> I was over at my friends for the D&D game we're doing, and uh, he was like, oh, your voice sounds so different when I hear it, like, recording and i'm like like online and i'm like when were we talking online and he was like no i listen to your podcast i'm like what really that's so cool (laughs) that's awesome yeah like a real person from the wild listening to your podcast yeah yeah (laughs) i mean he's my friend but like still it was was cool well as it turns out one of my son's friends just started listening this past weekend that's so weird because he's like i know that it's my friend's dad. <laughs> well, it was weird because, like, I picked them up uh, from a movie on, was it Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday night. I picked them up from a movie. 
and he he was asking me about Beast Wars in the car, and I my son mentioned that oh yeah, my dad records the podcast and stuff. So my son actually added him to the Facebook group because my son's on there. Insane. And then he wound up telling me yesterday that his friend had already listened to the first six episodes <laughs> by the time he started on the weekend. So I was like, God, that's like twelve hours. Well, I mean, that's our. Ta- I feel like that's. I just feel like that's our target audience. You know, we have a long podcast for people who have lots of time to listen to podcasts. Whether it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, whether it's in the background during doing homework or uh, or something, or you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, that's that's why I don't feel like it's bad that our episodes are long because, like, yeah, no. if if people want to listen to us, they're going to listen to us like forever. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, Actually, it's funny because the last episode was saying that he was listening to it in the background. Sorry. Oh, nice. So i i I don't want to I don't want to say too much because I want to I want to get mostly your impressions in the episode. But I definitely did spend like at least an hour doing um doing some research and going down some rabbit holes on whether or not Transformers can be baptized. I was going to ask you, because I saw your comment to Eric's question about you doing some some checking into it. I was like, oh, God, how far of a rabbit hole is Kendall going down? <laughs> well, because I because I start I was just going to get a statement. I have the I, one of my one of my friends is the he's a pastor that, that married my wife and I. And uh, I was and he's like sufficiently nerdy that I had a feeling he would have an answer right away. Um, and so I was just going to get his statement, but then I was like, well, maybe I'll do a little more research and there's, I I don't, I, yeah, like I said, I don't want to dive too deep, but basically I was operating under the sort of hypothesis of, of the, or thesis or something that transformers are some combination of robots and aliens. So there's a lot of discussion about, about whether or not robots and aliens can be baptized. I mean, like, I I don't know what, what the qualifier is, because I mean, like, sure, you can do the ceremony. I mean, like, whether or not it's going to work is up to, it's up to God, I guess. I mean, like, it's not really up to us. Well, there are, I will say, I will say, there is there is a, 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 a theological answer as to yes or no, okay. but I'm not going to say whether it is yes or no. See, I wasn't even thinking of a theological even... answer. I was like, well, you can't use water because then they'll rust. You have to use oil. <laughs> what I don't get about that is, like, did, did the Pope anticipate someone would ask ask this question and <laughs> made an answer? Like, I don't understand, like, the, how there would be an answer. I mean, like, in the Bible, it's like, by the way, if you're an alien and or a robot, <laughs> no baptisms for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got two pages of notes, so oh my! I God. mean, they're 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 I'm just excited. like I, I'm not going to literally read two pages. Like <laughs> I just because I read, uh, so I got the statement from my friend, and then I read three articles. The toy of of the spinny things that Rhinox had apparently did have flails on them. It just yeah, I I, I remember I little things. They anymore. just were stationary. <laughs> Like I just thought, like the buzzsaw just was basically well, it's like an added punch to when he used it as a saw. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Punk. I think it would have been cool if it, he had like, if at some point he ran out of ammo and then he just like charged at somebody and just 
you know, held down the trigger and just use it like a saw. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. It'd be kind of scary in the same sense, I guess. It'd be like a tain- chainsaw <laughs> massacre sort of thing, but... Well, I mean, this show's done... It, I, I think this show would go, would go there. Is what I'm yeah. saying, I mean, based on what I've seen. And yeah, the model in the show has the flails on it, too. They're just, like, super close to it, and he never yeah. uses them. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, the show just decided. You know what's cooler than flails? Gatling guns. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, that was a great episode, right? I mean, <laughs> I assume it was fantastic. I don't know what was in it, but it was probably great. <laughs> we're uh, we're doing questions now, as per usual. Uh, Jordan, hit us with some questions. All right, so we got uh, a couple or a few from uh, Twitter, and then we got one from Facebook. So uh, something to do, uh, which is at something to do nm on Twitter, is asked, which Transformer, past or present, is your favorite character, and same for favorite TF series? And I actually, like, like for me, like, Beast Wars is actually pretty much my top favorite series. Like, it was one of the few ones that I actually got to yeah. see almost completely all the way through with no, with no interruptions. And while I do have, like, a fondness for stuff in the G1, I literally only got to see, like, the movie and specific, like, VHS tapes that had a couple of episodes on it, so I never got a full uh, overview of what what G one was. Movies enough, it's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for me, oh, you're gonna say you're? Oh, I was gonna say favorite character. I'd still have to go with Silverbolt because I just yeah love that dork so much. He's great. He's he's a prototypical paladin. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, for for me, uh, Beast Wars is definitely like probably my favorite Transformer series. Uh, TF Animated is pretty is is probably the second favorite for me. Uh, I think I mentioned this on our bonus episode actually. I think I asked the question like, "What's your favorite Transformer series?" Um, but yeah, uh, don't mind answering it again. Uh, I, this one because this is the one I grew up with. Like, I mean, it's the same for Kendall too. He never saw G one, and uh, don't want to speak for him. But uh, it's definitely. Uh, it's the one I grew up with, and it's the one I held the most fond memories of. And as for character, though, I, I gotta go with Starscream. He's just he's just so great as like this, this shit heel. He's so fun. He's probably my overall favorite Transformer. Um, my favorite uh, was uh, the the TV show version of Animorphs. My favorite Transformer <laughs> was Tobias. They yeah, actually yeah. tried to make to- Transformer toys with them. They, they totally, did. They totally did, and they. It's, were, it's a Transformer yeah, series, as, as far as I'm concerned. So. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, Beast Wars, is, Beast Wars is better than the Animorphs TV series. Like the Animorphs TV series, uh. it's a thing, but uh, but um, uh, yeah, it's um, Beast Wars is better than that. Yeah, Beast Wars is the best. I mean, it's the Beast Wars is Beast Wars. Like, there's not a lot that uh, yeah, there's not a lot that um, 
that that beats it. I've got I've got a a, a counter question since uh, we are uh, you know trying to do a whole episode that's not a whole episode. Uh, <laughs> what what uh, so um. Give me your hipsterist answer for this question too. I think that will, that will because that will cause the most discussion. Uh, what do you think? And I'm even going to phrase it like a hipstery phrase. Uh, what do you think is the most underrated 1990s Saturday morning style cartoon show? Uh, is Dinosaurs? Oh no, that's a good one. Uh, is Dinosaurs 90s or was that 80s? I don't know, but if not Bu- if not Bucky O'Hare, it'd be the Mighty Ducks cartoon. <laughs> One of those two. I I remember really liking. Nope, that was. I don't 80s. remember Bucky O'Hare at all, but I remember liking it as a kid and being so fucking pumped when I got to see it on TV. Yeah, yeah. I asked that question and realized that I don't actually remember. If considering, I'm, <laughs> like, I I don't actually remember Classic as candle. many of the Saturday morning cartoons as I thought. Like, uh, I remember really liking The Tick. Uh, the Tick great. was a good. The tick was really good. Um, I think it's I pretty like highly regarded, though. though. So, yeah. so, so to say it's to say it's underrated, I, I don't think that that answers the question. That answers the question. I mean, I think I think that uh, the the Marvel animated series, the Spider Man and the and the X Men animated series, were both like really good and kind of get a little bit of grief, especially when when they're compared with the DC animated. I don't know. I feel like era. I feel like Spider Man is just is right up there with Batman as well regarded '90s cartoons. Yeah. Well, it's, so I could I mean, see yeah. X Men, but like Spider Man was pretty well regarded. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, those are, also like like uh, something like like Exo Squad was like really really good. I, I remember that. That a few. Years oh ago. yeah, yeah. Exo Squad had some really good stories to it. Like God, I remember seeing some of those episodes like near, in the later season, and they were dark, but they they were like. But it was like it, like Beast Wars, where it's like, yeah, they're in a war. There's there's you know crap going down, so it's not as as kids friendly as you would think. Uh, they try to make you know the toys be. Exo Squad is is up there with like Bucky O'Hare for the sh- for a show that's on at five in the morning that I would try my best to watch. And like I never knew exactly what day or time it was at, but I'd always whenever I caught it on TV, I'd be like, oh shit, this show, and I try to watch yeah. it. So it was it was on. I don't but know we can all agree that no, because I never Camp watched Candy it when I was got a, its got its was... due, right? Sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say we can all agree that Camp Candy got its due, right? What's, what's that? <laughs> it's a cartoon with John Candy as a camp counselor for a bunch of kids. <laughs> well, why wouldn't I know that? <laughs> oh man, remember Life with Louie? More than a season. What? Remember oh, Life with Louie? Came before Life with Louie. <laughs> it's like uh, I I just remember like. There's an episode where he wants a where he wants to get a cat, and his mom's like, "No, you can't get a cat. They lick the butter." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> they get up on the counter and they lick the butter. You can't have a cat. I I think I remember that actually. And it, what's the funny thing about Life of Louie is that like, okay, so I I, I have a D and D game that's where the DM is uh, from Norway, and uh, one of our mem- one of our uh, party members is a cleric who does his his voice is uh, impression of Louis Anderson, and then <laughs> so he shared with us the the Norway Norwegian dub of uh, life with Louie. And it was, it was a trip <laughs> being this like deep Norwegian voice come out of Louie Anderson cartoon kid, which is such a weird looking show. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it holds up or not, but yeah, exo squad uh, was, it was what I didn't watch it when I was a kid, but I did watch it when Hulu was just getting big 
but they like had a finite amount of things that were on Hulu. So there was like a lot of like weirdly specific anime and cartoon shows and stuff, and that was mm. one of them that I sort of binged through. And they, I guess they, um, they actually did not add the episode. There's an episode where one of the, where like one of the generals, he's like sort of like a bad guy that kind of turned the. He's like a jerk that's on the human side, kind of, and he 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 redeems himself by committing suicide. And they did not post that episode on Hulu. Like all the other episodes were there, except for that episode uh, where, the, yeah, where the guy, you know, he sacrifices himself. Like it's, I mean, it, you know, it's it's not like he's it's not like he's a, he's goodbye cruel world and hangs himself to save everyone. No, totally. But, Still, but yeah, yeah, it's dark. <laughs> it's got some darkness to it. Um, and that's another show that was just, like, advertising for action figures. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like the whole, like, Gundam series in Japan is just, it's just advertising toys, really. But it's, like, got some really heavy themes in some of their series. Uh, but that's, I guess that's more, but even in, in American culture, stuff like that. Like, was that one show that was, like, uh, it was, like, a, there was a zombie T-Rex in it? And it was, like, really dark. And I think it only lasted for, like, 13 episodes here. I don't know. Did you guys know that? Oh man, I gotta can look you, this up you, now. Can you give me like oh. some other things about it? That's the biggest. It, it was really gross. I remember that. Uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick while you uh, give us another question. So, <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna say I just realized also what is the most '90s cartoon that probably is underappreciated? Hammer Man. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> MC Hammer got magic talking shoes and became Hammer Man and saved the day. That sounds like something that would have been on ABC. <laughs> I believe it was. Yeah, I I, I always watched Fox Kids because I was cool. I was in. Were you guys in the Fox Kids, the Fox Twenty Eight Kids yeah. Club, or the Fox Twenty Eight? You're not in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Fox Kids Club, where you got a magazine every quarter and you got a free personal pan pizza on your on your uh, birthday. I think I was. I know I was in. I know I was in Burger King's Kids Club back when that was a thing. Okay, Might be an eighties so- cartoon. I, 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 zombie T-Rex isn't getting me anything, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's like such a like, unique <laughs> thing. Like, why, why, why isn't it like? <laughs> so, can can you give us context of the zombie T-Rex? Like, it was it the well, main it was like or? it would like eat people, and like it was one of the villains. Uh, one second here, I'm looking at. By the way, I just looked up uh, an article that was like seven surprisingly dark '90s cartoons into kids and X-Men reboot, Spider-Man, Beast Wars, Gargoyles, Exo Squad, <laughs> and Batman are on it, but not a show that I'm looking for. Um, fuck. Is that I mean, a reboot really, like, was surprisingly dark? Oh, it, it got, got dark later on. Oh, dude. yeah, it got dark. It did? I didn't remember. Oh, that. yeah. Inhumanoids. Um, That's the name of the oh, show. Oh, okay. I think I know what you mean now. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. there was a zombie T-Rex in it. But then again, I'm pretty I, sure. I only, I, then again, I probably didn't actually see many of those episodes if I remember. Okay. It's, its name was Decompose. Decompose. And it's an undead inhumanoid possessing flesh-corrupting talents and heliophobic weaknesses akin to those of a vampire. His unique appearance is marked by a dinosaur-like head and an exposed chest cavity whose gated ribcage can swing open to jail his prey. So, yeah. And with a mere touch of his decrepit claw, Decompose can turn his victims into frightening undead monstrosities. So that was a kid's cartoon. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. And I think we looking- mentioned on here, what was, what was it, that Mutant League football I think we mentioned on the... Yeah. <laughs> the premise was kind of... That was, we weren't even answering a question about dark cartoons, though. We just got onto that for some reason. Yeah. What, what, what was the was, next question you were asking, Jordan? Like <laughs> I was going to say, I just, I just like Googled Inhumanoids, and one of the top searches is Inhumanoids Decomposed Scary Scene 1986. Mm-hmm. It was an 80s cartoon. 
Okay, so um, I think this is actually a good one for Kendall to answer too. Uh, but Calamity Gwen at uh, Doku Doku no Koi asked, "How impactful is Unicron if you have never seen Transformers the movie?" So we've only seen oh. Unicron in that one episode. So that giant planet thing that zapped uh, that zapped Starscream in that flashback. How impactful was that, Kendall? I don't even remember what Unicorn was. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think well, Kendall's like made answer. that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess as like uh like as a kid who then who might not know it, seeing a giant planet bla- like blast a character to to dust might be pretty impactful, but it was a very quick scene. And yeah, I, I know I literally forgot that there was a flashback. Yeah. And uh and the thing is is that like the ne- the episode coming up, like we I guess we can kind of mention that we we get this. We get to see like the the head of Unicron again, like because there's there's pictures of it online, and I mean, unless you actually, uh, I guess, get into uh, a bit of the lore of Transformers in general, Unicron doesn't come as as like as as looming as it does when when he's presented in like the comics or cartoons or anything like that. Like unless you actually know like. You know, he's the chaos bringer, destroyer of worlds, blah blah. Like basically, if you don't, you don't have an idea that that's that's what he is or does, usually it makes no impact whatsoever. I can't wait till we do the nineteen eighty six movie as a bonus, so can look and see this guy because he's pretty he's pretty yeah. badass, honestly. He's supposed to be Orson Welles and everything. Like he's uh yeah, that's okay. that question answered. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, call me Alex uh, at Profound Pants asks. Uh, so their ships have guns, and they know where each other are. What's stopping them from bombarding each other? They have multiple questions, by the way. Is there a robot Geneva convention, or is there no satisfaction in that sort of victory? Or are they foolish? Would all my questions be, be answered by listening <laughs> to the earlier earlier apps? I should do that anyways, huh? I, I like how this this question yeah. is very... It was very fitting for that episode when she asked it, but like... Yeah. <laughs> um, I I think we talked about it in that one episode where they find out that they have a energon vein that runs between the two bases. Uh-huh. That for a good part of the series, like they can't risk basically a simple complete annihilation of each other's bases uh, to um, you know without risking basically blowing themselves up. But I think also a more practical reason is that at this point they probably need the resources of each other's bases just to even get off the planet. So. It's more that they want to make sure that they just kill the 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 uh, occupants rather than the ship. No, just just that they just arrested them to stand trial. <laughs> yes, yeah, in the case yeah. of the Maximals. And I mean, like bombard. I guess that does she mean like shooting at the each other from their positions? Because I mean, they're pretty far yeah. apart, and like they can't fly. Like neither can fly. If that's not clear. Um, yeah. Because again, she said that she mentioned that she's only listened to like a few uh, of the more recent episodes, so she might not know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the I would say that the most the most concrete reason is that there is a vein of energon that connects the two bases. So if you if you blow up one base, it will blow up both, and <laughs> and you don't want to just blow up both because uh, although you know that would be a really good idea. A really good plan. Just, um, like, if they just, like, walked away. Like, the Maximals... Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, the Maximals want to get home. But if they have an endgame, it's stop the Predacons, right? Like, all things being equal, you want to stop the Predacons. So, you know what they should do? Is they should get a safe distance. 
and blow their own ship up. Then the chain yeah. reaction will blow up the Predacon ship, do it when the Predacons are there, so they'll get, you know, damaged or whatever, but they probably won't die because nobody dies. Uh, but then then they really are both stranded, and there's absolutely no way that the that the Predacons are going to be able to take over the galaxy. That's a really good point. <laughs> I guess they they yeah. just they just there's that slightly bit selfish in that they want that chance yeah. of coming home. Or I mean, or actually, they're the villains. <laughs> <sighs> or, may, or maybe Rat Trap will just not let them have the uh, access to that much uh, explosive ordnance. Right. Rat Trap is Rat Trap is selfish. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he's the demolitions expert. That that makes sense. I can imagine Dinobot every day is like, why don't we just blow up both of the bases? We'd win the men. And he's like, no. And it's like, aww. You know, so, why didn't yeah, they, and, and, how come when they, how come when they, when they launched their ship and it was crashing down, they didn't steer it to be separate from the. <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't really steer it, really. Uh, okay. I mean, well, they must have done uh, something because uh, 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 it landed in exactly like, the same spot. Well, I mean, it was it was just land. It was just falling. They had no control over it. That's why Optimus had to fly up and like Superman that shit. <laughs> um, and this is really funny if she's listening to this and being like, "I need to go look at these other episodes. What the fuck they're talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and, and the, the whole the whole part of the question where she she asked that there's a Geneva Convention. Um, there must be some kind of unwritten rules because last episode made no fucking sense unless there is. <laughs> yeah. There's a Cybertronian Pax. Pax Cybertrona? Uh, yes, that's what I was looking for. Pax was Cybertrona. it written by Orion Pax? No, it had to be made <laughs> af- afterwards. Yeah, probably wasn't made by him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for our final question from Facebook, we got a question from Ryuichi Allen. Uh, and they're basically they, they're saying my favorite line in your theme song is they fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they going to do? I'm sorry, I'm not singing that right. Uh, I appreciate the implication that the whole thing happened just because they were bored. <laughs> the question is, what else would they do if the beast if the beast wars weren't happening? What would they tr- be uh, spending their time, or how would they be spending their time? Well, I mean. They could maybe like work together to repair one of their ships and go home. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's if it wasn't essentially that the uh, Predacons could pretty much start up another Cybertronian war if if they did not if the Maximals didn't uh, you know do anything like they wouldn't be fighting in the Beast Wars. So I don't know if it's a supportive thing. But on the other hand, uh, if the Maximals weren't always trying to keep the Predacons down, they wouldn't be trying to get the uh, resources to be able to rise up. So, you know, it depends on what side you're on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the things that they could have done, uh, they could have started a rock band. They could have, uh, it, that's they good could one. have yeah. worked on their, um, their like, spirituality. They could have... They uh, could have actually explored... They could have actually... Space. Yeah, they could have actually explored... Um, <laughs> You know, there's so the the TV show Space Cases, which we'll probably have to do a bonus episode of sometime, uh-huh. just because I really like it and I'm on this podcast. We would podcast. have to get some of the TWA character uh, hosts on that though, because it also has. Um, oh yeah, it has yeah, Walter it ha- Jones on. It, it has Walter Jones yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I always forget yeah. that. But uh, <laughs> but it's it's written by Peter David, who is a great comic writer and uh, and um, also Star Trek novelist. But at the end of the first, the fir- the premise is it's a bunch of like kind of. Uh, Failed student space students who um, end up on a 
on a ship on like a mysterious it's like a lost in space type ship and their two teachers are there and the the one teacher he's like he he was like you know just a week from getting back out sort of you know getting back out in space with a crew and and he says and he says i was gonna be back out in space with a crew and then instead and he says and instead i'm and then walter jones says back out in space and then the the (laughs) chick from uh uh from firefly says with a crew (laughs) <laughs> yeah so it's like it's like you know it's like they do and they have i mean the maximals have done there have been times when they were actually like exploring and stuff like that but uh yeah yeah I'll, although i do think that probably when i wrote that line what else were they gonna do it was probably because it rhymed with something it's also just a good line <laughs> i don't remember yeah. i don't remember what the line before it is um oh that's on oh, the earth for two moons yeah <laughs> well no i mean it's usually usually i I I haven't been listening to a lot of music before, so like I'm not in the mindset to memorize things and theme songs and stuff like that are are stuff that I usually am good at. I could I could sing the whole theme right now, but I'm not going to do that. But uh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. So it rhymes um, with the Earth with two on moons. The earth with two moons. They got in the Beast Wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because obviously I was gonna say something. I'm not even. It's funny because Kendall's the one who sings the song. He's right here, and he could have just sang it. But like, <laughs> yeah, but I don't remember the words because it's because <laughs> I don't listen to the episodes. <laughs> it's been and it's been uh, what three four months since I uh, since I yeah, recorded it. You kind of reminds of Moon, but it just works. It's a good line. I mean, like. It, it, it's true. What else were they going to do at that point? Like, they just landed on the planet. I mean, like, that's what you do when you got two <laughs> warring factions. They're like, on a well, the, well, the show's called Beast Wars. I guess we have to fight. <laughs> <laughs> and that was all the uh, questions that we had. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think we could have made a whole episode with that. It's a good thing we have that fair stuff and that, and that long list of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I can go back to, I'm sure there's more trivia. Um, I'm sure we could, but let's not. <laughs> are there any um are there any like to- discussiony topicy things that we've visited before that you guys want to Well, I, I was actually going to ask you. I should have asked you earlier, but uh did you watch the video series I sent you? I did not, not yet. Yeah, uh, we won't talk about that then. Yeah, not, I mean, get around to start it at some podcast. point. And I've only gotten like one or two episodes of Transformer animated, so we can't even talk about that. Come on, Jordan. <laughs> I'm fine. There's so much to watch, though. I know. Okay, I, well, I, like, I, I mean, got something. I got I, something. Okay, that we like can... I feel bad because like I started picking up on watching Mob Psycho, Mob Psycho, but you know that second episode. Mm, but the rest of it, like I really like One Punch Man. So I kind of stuck it out, and I am kind of enjoying the rest of it. I want to give Mob Psycho a chance because I, I was going to watch it for sure until you heard know, about the second episode. It. Yeah, but yeah. um, yeah, like uh, and, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to watch. That's that's all I had to say. Really, <laughs> yeah, that's <true. laughs> I have also been I, watching the the Dragon Maid anime. I need to get. I need to start watching that. That sounds really good. I got uh, my wife I, I mean, to watch I, Cowboy Bebop finally. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, which um, and also it, I rewatched it for the first time in a long time. Cowboy Bebop is just the best anime period, right? <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very good one. Yeah, like the music, the the animation. I get. I think is actually still pretty good. Oh, it's even great. like even I by today's it. standards. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, honestly, I think you know people can make arguments for like uh, you know uh, nostalgia kind of making it more than it is, but I still think it holds up really well. Yeah, I mean, it's like. To me, it sort of has 
It's got, I mean, you know, it's got everything you want from an anime. I mean, yeah, it looks good. The The story is, there's like sort of a dark, like big plot overarching story, but there's also the goofiness, like just enough goofiness. And, uh, mushroom uh, Samba. And, and it's got <laughs> Steve Bloom doing the voice of the main character, which automatically makes it way better. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I, I love Spike's fighting style too. It's just it's so fun to watch, and they animate it so well. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and I mean the music. I mean, I think the music is what puts it over the top because there really isn't another anime with music that's as good as that. Like, there's really there's no uh, to me there's there's not another anime that I would be like the music is good. Like, I mean, I wouldn't I I wouldn't necessarily say it's bad. And other anime like you know might have memorable stuff, but like but like Cowboy Bebop's just. It's just the best. And it's just, like, to I've, me, it just does everything that an anime should do. In terms of the music, there's not another anime that I've downloaded the OST of and just listened to for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm at the point where I wish I had still had, a like, a totally legit copy of this, <laughs> of, of the soundtrack to Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you have to import that if they sell it here? I, the thing is, is I think, like, they did, they did do American releases of it. Of like some of the some of the albums, but the thing was that they did it was like done by like uh, like Genion or ADV, basically companies that are gone anymore. So the rights to to have like here just like here produced CDs of it are limited and no longer being made. So finding them are like basically gold mines and are for are being sold like for thousands and thousands of dollars. So it. It's kind of like one of those things where, like, it would be cheaper to literally do go to Japan or have someone in Japan just mail you the the original soundtrack <laughs> CDs. And, and another thing with Cowboy Bob is is the movie is legit one of my favorite movies ever. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, so you know, the good. Ghost in the Shell standalone complex uh, soundtrack is also really, really good. And it was also I just haven't really gotten that myself, but yeah, it's probably great. I said that's not a series that I've watched too much of. It was it was a like. It feels like one of a series where you have to watch every episode, and I would never be able to do that on network. There's, so, like, yeah, that's true. There are uh, standalone complex actually does have quite a few like self-contained episodes in it. Yeah, well, that's uh, why it's called standalone complex because they have the standalone <laughs> episodes and the complex episodes, which are the mythology episodes. That's like, <laughs> I mean, that's like yeah, literally no, no, like a thing right. that, 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 that I read is, on their Wikipedia article. Literally was there. When the episode started, a indicator of whether it was like a episode connected to the uh, one of the plot arcs or was just a standalone one. Yeah, I guess I just I don't know, just catching it on network whenever I could. I just couldn't get into it. But if I maybe if I so, sat down. It. So my opinion of the correct way to watch Ghost in the Shell, because it's the way that I watched it and the way I do things is right. Um, especially if I if I get enjoyment out of it. Ghost in the Shell is one of those animes that you're not supposed to know what's going on. You're just supposed yeah. to sort of enjoy the enjoy the motif, <laughs> enjoy the tone of like the close up of somebody of 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 the guy's head who's doing an inner monologue, um, and <laughs> something about a laughing man and a swirling and, thing that and says, enjoying the antics of the catchy comments. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, well, I mean, I, then I I don't know. I guess I just I've never got into it. Um, <laughs> no, actually, actually, the problem too. is I saw so many random episodes. That I did and not know what I what I was what was going on. And I saw enough of those that like a lot of times I've tried to go back and watch all the episodes, and then you like get to a string of them that you've seen before, and it just sort of kills the momentum, and then it's hard to get through. But I still, re- I mean, I really like 
Ghost in the Shell. Don't get me wrong, but Cowboy Bebop's better. <laughs> and um, I, I, I've another random thing of my life that's a, that's a kind of related to Transformers is I was cleaning. I've been cleaning my room over the weekend, and uh, I found uh, two bumblebees that I have, but two different kinds of bumblebee. I have a War for Cybertron bumblebee I found, and uh, the movie bumblebee toy. And I transformed them in the car, the car form, and they're sitting on my desk right now. <laughs> I I um I put my three Red Ranger action figures on the mantle. I decided I'm gonna col- start collecting Red Ranger action figures. That's cool. I like that. That's kind of a cohesive. I like got, it's not all the Rangers, yeah, just all yeah. the red. Yeah, and they're so like when you're used to buying expensive things, buying crappy children's toys are not expensive. Like, Why should you Green Rangers? Like cool. uh like like, like <laughs> just the regular like off the you know just the, like the this season of Power Ranger action figures are 10 bucks like i got the movie red ranger figure uh, for 10 bucks it's like cool i can do that i have i have i that's that's um you know 30 35 minutes of work or whatever however math works Um, like you know it's (laughs) not you know it's not like it's not like i'm i'm gonna you know i can i can not go out to dinner tonight and justify buying or buying an action figure like you know it's uh totally totally it's, it's it's just it's it's nice when you get into one of those hobbies when you're a comic book reader and I read and I spend dollars a week on comic <laughs> books um, and uh, and and then I get into another hobby that's like way cheaper. <laughs> Like it's, it's, I, you know, it's nice. I should check to see if my Walmart has uh, the Power Rangers toys because we don't have like a Target around here, which I think is or Toys R Us or anything. Yeah, but Toys R Us gets maybe. a lot of the stuff exclusive. Yeah, so I might not be there. They'll check because I wouldn't mind having uh, a few of the movie toys. I wanted to get the Alpha toy, but the first time I was in Toys R Us, I didn't have any money. I was just like in there because I had heard that the movie toys were there, and then I got paid like three days later, and I went back, and there were no, they were sold out, and they're like, it's wow. like. What's popular? <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's more it's more scarcity. It's like there's one in a case or something because they know they're Short not going to sell that many of them. But like even on Amazon, he's like marked up above list price because they have so few in stock. Mm-hmm. So I love that Bill Hader uh, design that <laughs> that uh, the the that Alpha design. That's like it's probably my favorite thing about the movie cool. so far. So all um, all I have going on recently is I've just been playing app games like Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links because that because I'm an idiot and just love collecting card game stuff. Is that like is that like an actual Yu-Gi-Oh! like it's it like playing is, the game? It is or? it is it is that the actual game. Then I might uh, play that because I like the card game. But but it also ha- but basically you get to play as various duelists from the uh from the from the anime. So I like, saw an and, ad for that game and, I I and it, it has Slack chat and it has the voice actors for from them too. Like like they have little voice clips from characters and stuff. And it's kind yeah. of funny because like Dan Green has like one of the best voices, and I love like I love that one clip where like he's talking about how he does both voices for Yugi and Yama Yugi, and how he has to always change. Like he just has to change tone for everyone. Like like for like Yami's just or Yugi's just you know like. Uh, you know, scared or doing something like that, and Yama Yugi is always dramatic, no matter what he's doing. You know, and he and uh, there's a voice clip somewhere out there where he is like, as Yugi, he's like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" And he's like, "I'm going to do my laundry. Can you spare some change?" <laughs> <laughs> Just like automatic switch, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, and I, and I guess I guess this is this is this is coming on Saturday, which is uh the night of the. Audio entropy stream, right? Yes, I yeah, it should be the, uh, 
Yeah, Saturday night. I know we haven't gotten to the plug station yet, but this is this is less of a plug and more of a next Saturday listeners. Warren Beast is planning on streaming some stuff, so keep an eye out on that. Uh, are we going to stream it on the audio entropy stream, or are we going to do it like uh, on our separate stream? It, well, I was going to check with the uh, the other folks of Audio Entropy. So if they le- if you know if they think that's a good idea, yeah, we can put it up on the Video Entropy. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, so watch watch our Twitter listener. We'll, we'll yeah. let you know. Yep. Um. Okay. So uh, since we're sort of uh, rounding this corner, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead uh, and announce. Even though the even though the um, title isn't official yet, I'm going to announce my new podcast, uh, which will be on somewhere on iTunes in the next few weeks. Uh, look for updates uh, probably in the next few episodes and stuff. Uh, the name of the podcast is The Katarn Collection. Uh, we are a game-by-game uh, review podcast of the LucasArts era of Star Wars video games. Um, my friend uh, Nick, who was the best fan, the best man in my wedding and did uh, some other a bunch of other projects with me in the past is going to uh, join me. And basically uh, we are going to go try to go in depth on depending on uh, how the format shakes out. It'll either be one or two uh, games per episode in either a weekly or a every other week format. Uh, and uh, where, where one of us will have theoretically beaten the game or at least like put enough time into it that, uh, that it, you know, we can, that we rage quit the game um and uh and sort of go in go in depth talking about it he and i are both uh sort of star wars uh encyclopedia people and uh especially sort of that that era of um the 20 years or so that lucas arts was putting out uh video games those are very near and dear to our hearts so yeah that's the uh. project that has officially been announced the Katarn Collection. Hopefully, Nick lets me keep that name. <laughs> well, we'll update you if it has a different name. But that's, I'm very excited for that. That's going to be fun. So I was trying to make a Bothans joke, but just can't think of a good one that would lead into it. <laughs> it's okay. The Bothans were in the second Death Star anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, were they, see, were they I, in any of the video games? Um, I don't know if they should. I don't even know what a Bothan looks like. So, um, so, well, I can tell you what a Bothan looks like. They were in the Star Wars card game, and they were also prevalent in the later books. They sort of look like, um, they're furry. They kind of look like, uh, oh, man, how do I, how do I I describe it? It's kind of like a, not a wolf, but like some, something related to that. Maybe like almost like a beaver. I don't know. They're furry. They've got a long snout. They've got a snout. Yeah. (laughs) Like the Wikipedia. I'm sure that the Wikipedia article is what I'm picturing because it's probably the Star Wars card. Yeah, I think this is. I think this is what it was. Although yeah, look, technically look that. that's Sorry. not Sorry. even. Technically that's not even uh, uh, canon anymore because I mean uh, Kessel doesn't look like a potato anymore. So <laughs> anything is anything is possible. Do you, um, can do you, do you have a recordings done already for that podcast? Uh, no, we are, but we are in the re- we are heavily in the in the research phase. Okay. Uh, we have cool. we have so, our yeah, games. We have our games assigned. Um, uh, we are record the <laughs> the uh, the first recording is going to be on February twenty second. If you want to go, you know that's the behind the scenes. Uh, but we had to. I wanted to give it a little more lead time than uh, than uh, most of my podcasty projects because uh, 
it takes time to like really go in depth on game. Like I really wanted to, you know, I wanted to not, I didn't want to be just like, okay, this is my review of the first three levels of super star Wars. I mean, you might only get that far in that game though. It's pretty it's tough. It's really freaking <laughs> hard. Yeah, I know. And also, okay. So, so it follows the story of, of star Wars very closely. You remember the part in a new hope where, um, Luke murders a bunch of Jawas. <laughs> Okay, well, don't spoil your review series. Like, I want to want to get this new review. That sounds that sounds funny already. Um, and with that, do you guys want to plug anything that's not not so much an announcement, but just like a general plug? Um, well, just what I've been usually plugging, uh, blah blah, plugging uh, the this this they see me rolling podcasts, which uh, they. They've been uh, having a lot of fun recently. I gotta say that the latest episodes with the scorching Ray Romano uh, attack is yeah. been pretty funny. But um, also uh, Jesse Cooper's po- podcast of like um, of random sampling and and turn the page and uh, uh, and alphabet flight. Uh, they I mentioned before like they were going to do the Romeo and uh, or Juliet uh, Ryan North book and boy it it was a it was a good episode so if you but uh they they're they're doing a lot of stuff and um and i you know you might want to give them a shot they're they're pretty fun to listen to i want to say i started listening to they see me rolling and it is really funny (laughs) yeah i i really like it it's 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 like it's up there with like my top like i don't i i tried out a lot of actual play D &D podcasts and that's in my top three now like that's that's up there with um uh, the Adventure Zone and God's Fall, like, and and, and by the way, like, it, listeners, for previous episodes where Jordan's described it as like being in the Faerun setting, it is, but it's in the Faerun setting as much as the Adventure Zone's in the Faerun setting. Like, it's not a okay. hard thing. It's like it's very much they're just doing their own thing and you, just using that as a backbone, and it's it's really good. It's like check it out. It's got two two of us are now telling you to listen to <laughs> They See Me Rolling, so do it. <laughs> And uh, uh, for me, you can always find my artwork that I haven't done forever in uh, dangerterror.tumblr.com. And you can catch me on Twitter at thisisemeralds and on Instagram at uh, thisisemerald. Okay. Uh, well, um, Kay Hallman on Twitter and Kay Hallman, that's K-H-A-L-M-A-N, uh, on YouTube. Uh, I have been doing my ukulele videos and incorporating uh, more and more instruments. So they're, uh, the last video I did had eight different parts so i don't know how i don't know whether you would call it a, a ukulele video or just a cover with lots of instruments but uh uh you know i'm it's fun stuff i did uh the boy with the arab strap by bell and sebastian and i'm pretty i'm pretty uh happy with the way it turned out so if you like uh you know if you're like me and want to be a hipster you should listen to my videos <laughs> i think i'll film the that? next one with a fedora on oh god <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was into fedoras before they were cool. So, well, I mean, they aren't anymore. So, <laughs> really, it's a well, yeah, it's a, it's full circle. They're not okay. cool, so now I'm into them again. So now I'm into You're them. You bringing them back? So, gotcha. <laughs> you know, Kendall's bringing sexy back guys. It's like it's like when I, I for a long time, my opinion of the Beatles, like my, I felt like my cycle with my opinion of the Beatles was like uh, exactly right, uh, just ahead of pop 
of of most people. Like like I really I discovered the Beatles and then like in like eighth grade and then like in ninth tenth grade that's when all my friends sort of discovered the Beatles and then I kind of got tired of them around that time and then I was like I, you I, know what the Beatles are pretty good and then Beatles Rock Band came out like a few months later and you know that's 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 wild hey, to me because like the Beatles I've been listening to them since I was like three that's when I discovered them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so yeah, yeah. Well, well, I was listening to them in the womb. I was. I'm just saying, like, I, I grew up with the Beatles. So if it, it, it's to say that, and we're around the same age, and for you to say eighth grade was when you first started getting them, that just seems wild to me. Like, well, I'm not saying it's like, oh, look at me. I'm saying like, how did it take you that long to get? To- <laughs> I think that. Well, when I say when I say I was get getting into the Beatles, I mean, there's a difference between uh, my dad played Let It Be and Abbey Road when I was growing up, and I actively sought out their back catalog and and well, and really we we, dis- we had really several anthology it. CDs of theirs that we listened to uh-huh. all the time and watched their movies all the time. I mean, my brother would pretend to be the Beatles, hmm. like like with our toy instruments. So we were into the Beatles. <laughs> I was into Alvin and the Chipmunks as a small child. So I was that too. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I had a. I was. I was remembering a, a song that I've only ever heard the Chipmunks sing. That I know it's not their song. The other day, and it was kind of funny trying to explain I, to my friends what song it was. I'm like the Chipmunks. I don't know. Like I don't know who actually did it. <laughs> I had uh, the old Chipmunks uh, Christmas album and i would listen to that a lot and the thing was like the cover art and like i knew the chipmunks from like the the what was it like 80s reboot or something like that where they had a new show or series or something like that uh but there was references uh in the um in the record from like the old like 60s 70s cartoon like there it had clyde crash cup and like i had no idea who that was until like years later when i realized when i found out that there was a series before the the reboot like in the the 80s or 90s like i just thought that was like i didn't understand why they were saying they were back again because i never knew there was a cartoon before that (laughs) okay so we were trying to end the podcast we got out of the tangents that's (laughs) well we we still need also plug audio entropy It's true. Yeah, and, and uh, you can find us and many other awesome podcasts on Audio Entropy podcasts, such as let me bring the site up right now so I can say them all. Podcasts is like forget teenagers with attitude. Teenagers with attitude shape. all along the watchtower. Uh, totally reprise. Let's place. Let me tell you. Oh about yeah, Homestuck. let's place is restarting soon. So if you like that train wreck, <laughs> Cosmic Call. It's really good. Going pear shaped. Uh, Transmission Radio. There should be a new one of that really soon. I'm excited about. I'm really excited for that. Uh, I think Digimon Digimon Cast. You mentioned that one. No, actually, we didn't. Inside the Master Studio. Another one. I need to listen to that. I've I've been like holding off on it because I'm like it's, I'm like I'm it's worried. Actually, it's actually really good, and it's got some really nice stuff going on. Uh, I know Eric had to. He's like been. He had to go on a break, so it hasn't updated lately. But uh, I. Th- think they said that he was going to be starting again soon like you know it was just you know life things got in the way i I have a funny reason for not see the reason i don't listen to it yet is because i i would like to guest on it being a dm myself and i'm scared (laughs) i'm gonna listen to it and be like these people are so above me that i cannot (laughs) guest on this oh i see well i'm playing to run a game for people but i but i know like i'm like i already have that like thing like that but i just i go with that like i'm I know I'm not going to be as 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 like somewhere as as hardcore as some of the people are, but then again, like it, the idea is just to, for you and your your players to have fun. And no, I totally story, for so. D, for DMing. I mean, for guesting on a show where they interview oh. a DM. 
I'm saying I'm not sure if I want to like. See, <laughs> I'm the opposite because I actually haven't DM'd that much, but I do have a very strong opinions, and that's uh, that, I think, that might be an interesting angle though. Like, here's a player, and what do they think about DMs as a player? Yeah, and, never DM'd. Well, I, I mean, I know I've DM'd a fair amount. Like, I mean, it's it's coming at it at it from the from the the perspective of the of the DM. Like, I've probably DM'd as much as I've played, but like, okay, well, but like I, but okay. I, I don't, but I haven't been doing it for twenty years. I've been, you know, I've I've probably I've DM'd four or five games, all of which fell apart because my team, my players didn't want to keep, didn't, you know, got weren't reliable. So that's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like, you know, but I do have. I do have very strong opinions that are contrary to the mainstream because I'm a hipster. Mm. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this hodgepodge of an episode, listeners. I have no idea how this is going to turn out, <laughs> but hopefully good. It's about and, two uh, hours of audio, so. And don't forget that on the website you can donate to us if you want to help us keep the site running and anything like that. Like, yes. it will help. Very important. We, we Not don't that make we, any money off donations. We just, yeah, it you just don't helps, have just to helps pay, us, it, but it just helps. Yeah, don't, don't feel like you have to. It's just... Yeah. If you if you like our stuff and you want to throw some money our way to help keep the site running, that'd be great. Yeah, we would be always grateful. Yeah. Well, that this has been Warren Beast. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. And I've been Kendall. Roll out. Uh, Truck. There you monkey. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 